I was a Gideon for 16 years. And I'm not going to try to take your thunder away from you. And then when I came on staff here at Lakeview as one of the pastors in July of 90, I no longer could be a Gideon because Gideons are businessmen, professional men. I don't know of any other worldwide ministry that is so effective being used by the Holy Spirit in distributing the most powerful weapon against people's sin and Satan's power, which is the word of God. So this morning, we're so privileged and I'm excited that we have a member of the Gideons, a representative of the Gideons and his wife to share with us for a few minutes. His name is Bruce Condry. He's a retired colonel, has a degree in electrical engineering. So if the lights go off, this is the man who can help us. And he's a veteran of three foreign wars. His wife, Lee, is accompanying him this morning. Uh, They've been married for 48 years, and they have two children, a son and a daughter. But this is the most important issue, a fact, about Bruce and Lee. Bruce Lee. This is the most important fact. Other than they are believers, the most important fact of their lives is they have six grandchildren. Hey, all the grandparents, this is your ch- time. Hey, hoot and holler. So come on up, brother. Thank you, brother. <laughs> you know, there are some places in the world that it's against the law to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Some places, it's against the law. I want to take you to Malaysia for just a minute. Take you to Malaysia and into a classroom. But you would, you would think that uh, in the, Malaysia being in the South China Sea, it, it's an international crossroads. An international crossroads you would expect of Asian people. And so there are a lot of, a lot of uh, Asians in that area. Uh, we had the opportunity to go and place and distribute scriptures in these uh, uh, five cities within Malaysia, East Malaysia. And so I, I wanted to share with you a little bit about that opportunity. First, a little bit about the Gideon ministry in Malaysia. We were established there in 1965. We have a, l- a little over uh, 1,500 members. And to date, we've distributed a little over 3.8 million scriptures in that one country alone. But as I said, uh, it's an international crossroads. And so you would think there's a lot of Asian people there and they would dominate that country. But it's not. You see, there's Muslim there that have overtaken uh, the majority of the population. And because the Islam faith and the government are so intertwined, they're inseparable, that they've made laws that are against Christians and favor the, 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 the uh, Islamic faith. In fact, they've made it a law because they, they are the majority of uh, the people in that country are, are uh, Muslims. They've made it against the law to proselytize a Muslim man, woman, boy, or girl. 
But did you know that there, uh, even though uh, if you're caught giving a, a copy of God's word or sharing the gospel, trying to convert a Muslim, without question you can be put in jail in that country. And so what I wanted to do was share with you that in spite of laws against uh, placing and distributing God's word and, and trying to uh, share the gospel message with the people, there are, there are Gideons in auxiliary right there in that country that every day they go out and share the gospel um, I want to introduce you to Miss Powell Lynn, that beautiful lady on to the right of me, and the, the headmaster of the St. James uh, um, uh, Primary School. Uh, all they had was fifth and sixth grade. But Miss Powell Lynn and the headmaster or principal of that school is standing to my right or, or to the left of me. Now, uh, because they're not Muslim, they place their job on the line to just facilitate the sharing of God's word in their school. But Miss Powell Lynn and this headmaster brought their non-Muslim students out to hear the gospel message. And they did, in fact, put their job on the line because if the government found out that they facilitated uh, this event, they could have lost their job and been replaced by Muslim uh, uh, headmaster or principal and teacher. In fact, they'd be, they would love to do that. But Miss Powell Lynn brought her non-Muslim students outside the classroom and, and allowed us to share the gospel message. And so we're, we're going to give these students a copy of God's word that we, that we share all over the world. And in the back of every copy of God's word, that we share very succinctly in the back cover it lays out uh, God's plan for our lives uh, the plan of salvation how we're all sinners in it that sin separates us from God but God loves us so much he gave his son to die on Calvary's cross and because of that shed blood it covers all of our sins and it very succinctly says that right in the very back and then there's a sinner's prayer that if someone doesn't know what to pray or whatever it, it suggests a prayer that they can pray to accept Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior and a place that they can sign and date it, uh, 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 marking that date that they had that life-changing experience and they came to know Christ as personal Lord and Savior. And then there's a few more verses there, and pastors, uh, you will enjoy that because when someone uh, comes to know uh, Christ, they're, they're just a baby in the Lord and they need, to, uh, they need spiritual guidance, if you will. And so the next few scriptures says, now that you've accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you need to go find a church like this and you need to get under the spiritual leadership of wonderful pastors like you have. And so that's what's in the back of every testament uh, that we distribute all over the world. And so Miss Powell Lynn has brought her students outside. And so I am, I am walking uh, through uh, the back of that testament that those students are about to receive, answering any questions they might have. And then we invited those students, if you'd like to pray to accept Jesus Christ, would you bow your head and, and repeat this sinner's prayer? And so I'm leading those students through that sinner's prayer and would you believe at the end of that prayer I asked those students if you prayed that prayer would you indicate by an uplifted hand and all 32 of Miss Powell's students prayed to accept Jesus Christ that morning this was another school there in Kudat uh, uh, Malaysia and this is after the Gideons had been there to, to place and distribute God's word in that form in a Muslim country. Now, uh, last year I had the opportunity to go to Egypt. And if you think it's difficult to share the gospel in Malaysia, go to a country in which it's uh, over 90% Muslim. Nine out of uh, ten people that they would encounter uh, are Muslim. And it's, it's against the law to 
proselytize a Muslim, man, woman, boy, or girl. And so all of the Gideons and auxiliary in that country, if they go out, uh, they leave their home in the morning and they're willing to share the gospel, nine out of ten people that they come in contact, it's against the law. And, and, and I, of course, I thought it would be over if they're caught... Uh, uh, given a testament to a Muslim that in a few weeks they would appear before some magistrate judge or something. They said, oh, no, 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 no. If you're caught sharing the gospel, giving a copy of God's word to a Muslim, within one hour you would be in front of a judge. And then within 15 minutes after that you would be in, you would be in chains and you would be on your way to prison. And if you're a Christian in a Muslim country like that, it's a very different prison, uh, the Christians and the non-Christians. In fact, if you, did, if you didn't have a family that would bring food, you would probably starve to death in those prisons. Uh, thank you for, uh, thank you uh, the pastoral staff and thank you church for allowing the Gideons to be part of your worship today. You know, uh, uh, the Gideon ministry is not some outside organization. We're your organization to help you respond to the Great Commission of Acts 1-8, Mark 16-15, and Matthew 28-19 and 20. It, that commissions us as individuals, but as a church, to go into all the world to preach and teach the gospel to, to make uh, disciples of everyone. But that means right here in your, your very own community and into the four corners of the wor- world. We have Gideons and Auxiliary that are physically organized in 200 countries around the world. That means that there are indigenous missionaries. You don't have to pay a salary. You don't have to pay transportation to get them there. Uh, you don't have to pay lodging or anything like that all you have to do is furnish God's word and they will share the gospel message and they will place and distribute God's word allowing God to create that those meeting engagements of of people all over the world desperately in need of God's saving grace and God's word that that tells them how they can they can be saved too so thank you for this opportunity we have we distribute God's word in 107 different languages uh, printed languages but we also have a Gideon Bible app and if you've got a smartphone you can download that Bible app and yesterday there were 1,341 languages and dialects now I've been to a few places around the world in which it was amazing uh, uh, event when they realized that uh, uh, that the Gideon Bible app had had God's word in languages and dialects that the Bible Society hasn't even printed yet and right there it is on that smartphone and so uh, it's free free for download Uh, our wives play a very important role in this ministry because they place and distribute scriptures in places that sometimes it's just more appropriate for a lady I, I don't know why but when we go to a hospital my wife and I together to distribute scriptures or to healthcare facility but particularly hospitals I don't know why but I don't feel all that comfortable in the maternity ward but for some reason my wife feels very comfortable in there and so they are good to go in place and distribute God's word in places sometimes it's just more appropriate for a lady to distribute like a domestic uh, uh, violence shelter or a pregnancy centers places like that any place that there's a nurse patient relationship they're good to go in place and distribute God's word in in those kinds of places and so we praise the Lord for the role they play and of course uh, they're wonderful prayer partners they pray for all of our pastors and our churches every week in fact our wives our, our wives drive to every church every church there's 112 churches in our camp area and our our wives drive to every parking lot and they just park there and they spend time in prayer for that pastor and his family in that church that they will be doing God's will and so they're wonderful prayer partners for us thank you thank you uh, auxiliary for what you do in this ministry we have we have but one purpose 
And very simply put, to win the lost to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I can't think of a better charter for any organization. And we do that in, in uh, several ways. First off, associating together. Just like you associate together as a, as a body of believers, as a fellowship, as a, as a, a church here. Uh, we, do, we fellowship together as, as uh, Gideons and Auxiliary. We had a, a, a convention this weekend and, and uh, you're, the old man was there Friday night at our pastor appreciation banquet. It was a wonderful time of, of fellowship. But we also share our faith. Anytime we're given the opportunity, we'll share the gospel message in its simplest form and let God do the rest. We also do that by placing and distributing God's word in 200 countries around the world. We believe the Bible in its entirety is the inerrant, infallible, and inspired word of God. And we claim the promise of Isaiah 55, 11 that says, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. Now, pastors, that says, that promises you that if you'll just be faithful to preach the gospel, God will draw men, women, boys, and girls to the Lord Jesus Christ. And it says to you, if you're a born-again Christian, you have a story to tell. And if you'll just share that story with others, guess what? God will, that, that will not, uh, uh, that, that story will not return void. It, God will draw other people to the uh, saving knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, these numbers are in millions of the number of scriptures that we distributed all over the world on your behalf just last year alone. And so, as you furnish scriptures and you pray for the ministry, we simply serve as your hands. So that's what this partnership is. Uh, we're your, your ministry to help you respond to the Great Commission. And so that, this is the result. Approximately 90 million copies of God's Word went out around the world. To date, since we've been a ministry, we've distributed over 2.3 billion copies of God's Word. And it's all because of this wonderful partnership. Now, where do we go? Well, simply put, we try to go... Uh, where the church is not. Now, we don't, we don't try to do what our churches are doing locally. When I'm in my church, I, I, I'm just a church member. And so what our church is doing, uh, the Gideons are not there. But when I go outside the church in places that our church normally isn't, I, I'm, I'm going as an extended missionary arm of my church and your church. Uh, where do we go? We, well, first off, we're known as those guys that sneak into hotels and motels and we place them in the, the nightstands of those motels. Actually, we do exist. And, and so hotels and motels, but we, we uh, go to um, uh, hospitals and healthcare facilities. We give them to our first responders, our firemen, our police officers, emergency medical technicians. Um, we go to uh, schools, primary, secondary schools, to colleges and universities. We go to jails and prisons and then we give them to members of the the military army navy air force marines and coast guard and i can tell you that when our young men and women are deployed into combat in particularly in harm's way we have a little camouflage uh, test, new testament that goes to members of our military having been deployed into combat three different times i can i can assure you that when when our young men and women are placed in harm's way these little testaments become a very precious commodity i, I can testi- testify to that and so we go normally where the church doesn't go try to win the loss to Christ to bring people into the church. And that's how this, this wonderful partnership works. I want to take you to India for just a minute. I, I, I was uh, blessed to go on an international scripture blitz. Now, why we call it a, a blitz, because we, we put together a team of Gideons. We go to large metropolitan cities in, in large cities around the world. 
Uh, and, we, and the reason we do that is because sometimes in large cities, uh, the, the local Gideons and Auxiliary are just overwhelmed with the opportunity to distribute scriptures. And so they could use some help. And so we put together a team to go there and we just saturate those large metropolitan cities. For example, in India, one of the, one of the three cities we distributed was Mumbai, a city of 30 million people. Uh, the local Gideons and Auxiliary could use some help. And so we put together a team of 25 and we linked up with uh, uh, probably uh, 75 to 100 in each one of those large metropolitan cities. And then as teams, we went out uh, all over the city. We we organized and divided up the city and we saturated those cities. Now, the way the International Scripture Blitz works is we'll pick uh, three large metropolitan cities or two. And then, uh, but on the, the previous International Scripture Blitz, it would pick three other large metropolitan cities. And then the next International Scripture Blitz would pick even three other large metropolitan cities. Such that over time, we would have gone to every large metropolitan cities in, every, in 200 countries. And we would help the local Gideons and Auxiliary saturate those cities with God's Word. I want to take you to India for a minute. By the way, in those two weeks we were in India, we distributed uh, 460,000 copies of God's Word. We were organized there in 1961. Um, almost a thousand Gideon camps, a little over 36,000 members. And to date, we've distributed over 210 million copies of God's Word already out there. But I wanted to introduce you to Mr. T.J. Duravim. Now, he was the headmaster of two schools, the Holy Angels High School and the Holy Angels Junior College. Now, the, the two schools were side by side in his office. He was the director of both of them. And as we went in to introduce ourselves to Mr. Duravim, first, first off, you, you notice that he's, uh, he's holding three full Bibles. We like for the, the director or, or headmaster or principal to have a full Bible for their very own desk and if possible when we we go into a classroom we'd like for the teacher to have a full bible for their their desk but anyway and and the, the other two full bibles we donated a, a copy of god's word to the library of the high school and one for the library of the junior college and so as we're explaining to mr Durvim that if he would allow we have a free bible free bible made possible by you our churches if he would allow, we would give every one of his students a free copy of God's Word. And, and it was amazing, his response. Just like a traffic policeman, he put it out of his hand like this. And he said, wait a minute, wait a minute, let me see if I understand you correctly. And, um, and so he said, so if I will allow, you'll give every member of the junior college and the high school a, a free copy of God's Word? And I said, Yes, sir, you understand us correctly. And, it, and as if a, a traffic policeman still stopping traffic, he said, he said uh, uh, your presence here is not coincidental. Your presence here is very providential. And I was really confused by what he meant. And he went on to explain. He said, between the high school and the junior college, I have 47 teachers. And 23 of my teachers are Christians. And he says... And he says, that for, uh, says we've been, uh, my, my 23 Christian teachers come early before school begins every day. And we go to a different classroom. And every morning we pray. We pray that God would help us to raise the money to buy a Bible for every one of our students. And he said. And he said. My 23 uh, dedicated Christian teachers come every morning. And we've been praying for two years. 
We've been praying for two years that God would help us to raise the money to buy a Bible for all of our students. And he said, we've made some progress, but we're not anywhere near having enough money to buy a Bible for all of our students. And so, you know, I I wanted to say, well, uh, you're absolutely right. Now, we're wasting a lot of time here. We got a lot of ground to cover. And so at that point in time, the discussion came down to logistically, how do we do this? Do we go classroom by classroom or do you call a, an assembly of all of the students? How do you want to do this? And so uh, to, to save time, we had, mem- uh, we had team members that were went through classroom by classroom of the junior college that gave every student in that junior college a copy of God's word. And then while we were going through the junior college, he called an assembly of the Holy Angels High School. I remember the number that day because it had such an impression on Mr. Duravim and his 23 Christian teachers. But that day, 1,421 students of the Holy Angels High School formed up, first heard the gospel message, and then they filed by one at a time and received their very own copy of God's Word. All because of this wonderful partnership between you and the Gideon ministry. And so thank you for, for all that you do in support of the Gideon ministry. I wanted to share this with you. We, we went to this, uh, it was a different college, but these were uh, student teachers. And in this particular class, they were in their final year, and they were going to graduate in just a few months. And so this young lady here in the middle is, as we gave her a copy of God's Word, she clutched it close to her, her chest and she said, thank you, thank you for this copy of God's Word. She said, in just a few months, I'm going to graduate and I'm going to be assigned a classroom of my own. And I promise to read to my students every morning before we begin our instruction. And so I was so blessed by her commitment. And I thought, God's going to get a lot of mileage out of that one copy of God's Word because she promises, she committed to read to her students every morning before they begin their instruction. And so then she blessed me even more. And she said, but you know, this is the profession I've chosen. And every year, God's going to give me another generation of students. And I promise to read to all future generations of students out of this one copy of God's Word. So I think God's going to get a lot of mileage out of that one copy copy, don't you think? I want to share with you this, uh, this photo because of the amazing things that God is doing all over the world. And so I want to encourage you in your faith and that, that God is doing some amazing things all over the world. That young man on the left, is, his name is Hamid, there in Mumbai. He was my taxi driver for a week. Now, we could hire a taxi for pennies. Now, as uh, Gideons go on these international scripture blitzes, it doesn't cost you anything because we pay our ways. We pay for our transportation there, hotel uh, rooms, we pay, we pay all of our meals, and we kick in money to hire taxis and trucks to carry, carry scriptures around to all the distribution places. But Hamid was assigned to me. He was my taxi driver that week there in Mumbai. And so he was actually helping. He was a devout Muslim. And he didn't know it, but he would help get boxes of scriptures, and he would fill up the trunk of that taxi with God's word. And then he would drive me all over the week. He would drive me to this hospital into this school and uh, to this high school into this college to this uh, uh, police station or to this prison or where and about the middle of the week and he said why do you come all this way and what is this book that you're giving to all the people of of uh 
of India. And it was a perfect lead-in to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with Hamid. So I pulled out a copy of God's Word and shared the, the gospel message with Hamid, a devout Muslim. In this picture, uh, uh, Hamid is a born-again Christian. The young man on the right was the security guard at our hotel. Now, we had, we had scriptures, pallets and pallets and pallets of scriptures stacked in the basement of that hotel. Every morning, we would, we would, it would be this uh, stevedore thing. We would be carrying boxes of, of Bibles uh, from the basement of the hotel out and fill up the vans and the trucks and the, uh, the trunks of the cars and, and uh, the pickup trucks that were, were traveling around with us. And so uh, Prasad was a devout Hindu and he was watching all this take place. Every morning he would watch us fill up all these vehicles, drive away. And then about the middle of the week he said, what is in this book? What is so important about this book that you're giving to the people of India? It was the perfect lead-in to share the gospel with, with Prasad, a devout Hindu. So in this picture, you're looking at Hamid, a former devout Muslim. And on the right, Prasad, a former devout Hindu. In this picture, they're both born-again Christian brothers reading the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, I want to take you very quickly. Do, uh, uh, do I have the time? Very quickly to the Philippines. Very quickly. I, I had the opportunity in January to lead a two-week uh, international scripture blitz to the Philippines. I want to take you there real quick, and I may do this very quickly. Uh, uh, but it was uh, the first week. It was the 11th through the 25th of January. The first week we were down south in uh, Cebu City. Uh, as it, Again, uh, and then the second week we were in Manila. And uh, I wanted to, to share this with you because it presented an opportunity to d- distribute uh, God's word. Uh, but it was very providential. You see, the first week we were supposed to have been in Manila. And the second week we were in Cebu. And we didn't understand why. But for, for, for some odd reason, our, our, our schedule flip-flopped. And we went to Cebu first and then Manila second. On the second day of our distribution, that volcano, the tall vo- volcano erupted. Everything in Manila was almost closed down. Every school was closed down. So if we had gone with our original schedule, our international scripture blitz would have ground to a halt and we wouldn't have been able to distribute any scriptures whatsoever. But in God's providence, he used that volcano to evacuate a lot of people, between 100 and 120,000 people. This is what we were seeing in the news each day there in Manila. Now this is the tall volcano before it erupted. And as we were watching it, it grew worse and worse until it finally blew. And then for all those cities that were downwind, all the volcanic ash, it it just made a mess. And that's why it shut down Manila completely to our international scripture blitz. But we were an hour flight south of there distributing in in Cebu City. But what it did was it created a lot of uh, uh, reason for them to evacuate the people to disaster relief centers. Guess what? It evacuated all those people closer to Manila so that we could share the gospel message with all of those evacuees. And so a lot of these people, although it was terrible, they were going through one of what what I call a life crisis. And if you haven't been, if you've never endured a a life crisis, maybe next week is your week. (laughs) But either, most of us have either just came out of one of life crisis. It's a a storm in the marriage. It's a financial 
troubles or there's uh, bad health in the family or loss of a loved one or whatever life challenge it is. Maybe it's a volcano. Uh, Lee and I live, uh, the neighboring county to us is Putnam County, the one that lost 18 members in those tornadoes uh, just uh, last week. And, And so whatever life challenge it is, these people are desperately in need of God's saving grace. And so somewhere between 100 and 120,000 people were evacuated, an opportunity for us. And they were evacuated to gymnasiums of the schools that we were scheduled to go there and distribute to the students. So praise the Lord, we were able to distribute scriptures to a lot of these people. We were organized there in 1953. They've got a little over 4,000 Gideons in auxiliary. These are indigenous missionaries. All you have to do is provide them God's word and they'll place and distribute them on your behalf. And we've distributed to date a little over 77 million copies of God's word in the Philippines. Everywhere we went, hands were opened for God's word. I praise the Lord that I was the first time this has ever happened, but the president of the Philippines signed a proclamation in 1977 making January Bible month. Uh, National Bible Month, culminating with the last week of January as National Bible Week. And so we were there during National Bible Month and Bible Week to share the gospel. And, and of course, the, the, every, uh, all the schools were wide open, every place just uh, open arms. This was my team. And uh, these are where they were from. I had uh, one from Germany, one from South Africa, one from India, one Austria, and one Japan. Truly an international team. The rest of them were all from the United States. And so we linked up with local Gideons and auxiliary to go out in place and distribute God's word. And we teamed, we built teams around each one of the International Scripture Blitz members going out and in, in, uh, divided up the cities and uh, uh, organized the distributions. Months in advance, the scriptures were ordered and prepositioned in, in preparation for the team's arrival. And so all over the city, there were these stockpiles of scriptures. And uh, Lots of them. Uh, in fact, you'll, I, I have a, a summary slide that, that, that shows the, how many we distributed in all those venues that I mentioned earlier. I was, uh, I was uh, blessed by this. We had the opportunity to, in Cebu City to go to the police. There were two police stations there in Cebu City. And the first one we went to, there was probably, I don't know, uh, 200 policemen. And we try to go whenever there's a shift change. Uh, policemen are coming off shift and those are coming on shift. So there's a, most number are there. And we do the same thing at fire departments. Uh, we catch them when they're doing a monthly training meeting or something that we, we, can, we can give a copy of God's Word to the most number of members. And so... Uh, little did we realize that that uh, they had a festival at the end of the week and they had the police there in Cebu had had summoned the police from all over the island and so there were 2,600 policemen assembled in this one place and everywhere we went all over that compound there were formations of of police officers 50 and 100 and so that day we distributed 2,600 copies to just uh, policemen uh, even their special weapons guys. We went to a lot of jails and prisons. This was a female jail uh, there in Lapu Lapu in uh, uh, Cebu, the island of Cebu. But the, the, the prison would, they didn't have a large auditorium or, or theater, if you will, but, but they had a place that they would bring 25 to 30 inmates in and let us share the gospel with them and give every inmate a copy of God's word. And they, they did that over and over and over until every member of that prison had heard the gospel message and received a copy of God's word. And then this was uh, uh, the male uh, 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 
uh, jail. And they did the same thing. They provided a place for, for them to, to shuttle the, the uh, inmates through. And that day, 6,000 at that one jail received a copy of God's Word. All because of this wonderful partnership between you and the Gideon ministry. And uh, we had the opportunity to distribute to the military. Being a retired uh, military officer, it opened a lot of doors. Uh, it's amazing, but that uh, gentleman to the left of me, is is equivalent to our chairman of the Joint Chiefs. You see, he was the the senior commander, four-star commander over all of the services. And we went to. He invited us to come to his morning PT uh, formation. We uh, we uh, we had time of prayer. Uh, I think uh, I don't have the photo there, but uh, I had the opportunity to share the gospel message with his staff. And then after we had prayer, uh, we went through the ranks and presented Army, Navy, Air Force, and Marines a copy of God's Word. And from that from that meeting from that meeting, we were given permission to go to all of the services in the Philippines and give every soldier, sailor, airman, and Marines a copy of God's Word. But I wanted to take you. I want to take you very quickly into the classrooms because this was just amazing. Every primary, secondary school, colleges, and universities, and they were everywhere. And, and so we, we were able to go into the classroom. Sometimes we'd go inside the classroom to give the students a copy of God's Word. By the way, this Red Testament is in Cebuano. Uh, we did Cebuano in English in uh, Cebu, and we did Tagalog. We distributed Tagalog in English in uh, Manila. Uh, by the way, there are 63 different languages in that uh, in that uh, in the Philippines and all 63 of them are found on the Gideon Bible app and so sometimes we would go inside the classroom and sometimes the school would call an assembly and let us share the gospel message and then give those students a copy of God's word we went to elementary schools we went to high schools we went to colleges and universities and a lot of these universities this polytechnic uh, university had 60,000 students and sometimes as the students flowed through it took five or six of us to as fast as we could hand out the scriptures and so sometimes all that we are is just as fast as we can to distribute God's word but what happens after that that's a, that's up to God we're doing our part is putting them in their hands but but often but often when things slow down we take the time and as the students trickle through there's an opportunity to pull them aside one-on-one on one and share the gospel message or the opportunity to share the, the gospel message with security guards. And we lost count of the number of students and security guards and workers in the cafeteria and places like that in schools and universities that came to know Christ. But I wanted you to see inside the classroom what we are seeing as we are serving as your hands to place and distribute God's word. And what's really amazing about this are the smiles that we saw and if you could get up close and see the twinkle in their eye of, of these students that, that prayed to accept Jesus Christ as personal Lord and Savior, all because of this wonderful partnership. Now, I want to point out a, a, one difference. I, I mentioned to you that in the back of these testaments, there's a place that if you pray to accept Christ, there's a place for you to sign it and date it, marking that date that you had that life-changing experience. Now, in this, in this picture, you're seeing students that are showing 
uh, just the cover, okay? Those students may, may not have, have uh, uh, been, share, uh, we may not have had time in that classroom or afforded the opportunity to share the gospel message. But in a lot of the classrooms, we're, we were afforded the opportunity to take the time to share the gospel message and invite those students to pray to accept Christ. And in many cases, classroom after classroom, every student and sometimes every student and the teacher would pray to accept, accept Christ. This was on the very first morning there in Cebu. Uh, we the first one of the first schools we went to they were uh, they, the school has an assembly and they were raising the flag the the boy scouts that were were raising the flag at that particular school but right, right after the flag raising ceremony one of the Gideons went over and shared the gospel you can see that right there the testament that he's holding he's going right by the book we we don't we don't add to or take away. We can't improve on what uh, God's plan of salvation. And so we just read to them right out of the book. R- read the scriptures to them. All 17 of those Boy Scouts accepted Jesus Christ right there by the flagpole. Praise the Lord. The, these students had already received their testament and it was a, a break time or recess or I don't know what it was but there were students everywhere and Leonard began to share the gospel under the shade tree and the students kept coming up and before it was over with 20 of these students prayed to accept Christ right there under the shade tree on the playground of that school. Uh, this teacher as we arrived at one of the schools she ran across the courtyard because she saw us unloading boxes of Bibles uh, uh, by the entrance to the to the school. She ran across the the courtyard and she said you said you were coming and praise God you're here she was one of the church members see on on Sunday before we begin distributing on Monday we were invited to go to churches just like this and to share uh, the, the uh, Gideon report or um, uh, you know share with the the churches about the Gideon ministry and we told all of the churches we did a, a, over 50 church services and we shared with those uh, the the churches this week we're going to flood your city with with the God's word and we told them all the places we were going to go and this teacher was a, in one of those church services and she said you said you were coming and here you are and so she was she was rounding up students that had had already been given a copy of God's word and she was leading them to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ so she's an evangelist right there in her own school but she rounded up all those students and led them to the Lord with this with the, the copies of God's word that we had given them praise the Lord this was a 10th grade classroom all you see all those students that had signed the back signifying that they had prayed to accept Christ this was Nico uh, um, uh, he had a lot of questions and so um, Rick answered all of his questions. Nico came to know Christ as personal Lord and Savior. This classroom, 38 students and the teacher prayed to accept Christ. Uh, this classroom, 20 students. I'm going to re- go real fast, but you get the message. 29 students in that classroom. This was a computer lab. All 13 students accepted Christ to, uh, to be their Lord and Savior. 23 students accepted Christ in this classroom. 32 and the teacher in this classroom. 29 students and the teacher in this classroom. 22 students. Do you see a pattern here? The schools were wide open. And when we, of course, we always ask the teacher, do you mind if we share the gospel message? And most often what we heard was, please, please do. And, and this is what happens. 31 students in this school. 30 students in this classroom. 30 students in this classroom. 29 in the teacher. 22, you get the point. I want to show you a summary slide. 
So in two weeks, in two weeks, we had the opportunity to go to eight hotels, to 14 hospitals. We went to nine uh, police stations. We, uh, uh, we went to five military installations to distribute scriptures. We went to nine jails and prisons. But look at the, the educational institutions. In two weeks, we went to 50 colleges and universities and 437 primary and secondary schools. Now, logistically, that's impossible. Particularly if you go into every classroom and you take the time to share the gospel and then give every student their very own personal copy of God's word. Logistically, this is impossible, but it happened. And here's the results. In that first city, we distributed 257,000 copies of God's word. In the second city, 649,000 for a total of 906,320 scriptures in two weeks. You've been busy. (laughs) Thank you for this wonderful partnership that we enjoy. Thank you, thank you as you pray for the Gideon ministry because as you pray, pray that as people receive God's word, that his word will not return void and that lives will be changed. And so uh, also uh, come join the Gideons. We're an association of born-again Christian business and professional men, and we simply serve as an extended missionary arm of our church. If you're a businessman or a professional, uh, then please, uh, uh, if you'll, uh, if you'll, If you'll just touch base with this old man right down here on the front, he knows how to get you into the Gideon ministry. But this church ought to have lots of Gideon couples that serve together as a couple in the Gideon ministry that that serves as an extended missionary arm of of this church. And so as you give, uh, uh, for every dollar and 20 cents you give, it means it's some student or some prisoner or some soldier or airman or marine is going to get a copy of God's word or if you give five dollars it means a hotel or a medical lobby a waiting room is going to get a copy a full bible a copy of God's word again thank you thank you pastors thank you church for allowing us to be part of your worship and God bless you I think you now have an idea of why This is such an exciting opportunity for us. I think I'm correct in saying this, at least with my very limited understanding and knowledge of missionary programs. They all have administrative costs. So when we give to any Christian organization, they have to pay people to organize and run it and buy materials, and have employees, transportation. That's obvious. That's necessary. It's called overhead. But for the Gideons, every Gideon and every Gideon's wife personally pay 100% of all the administrative travel distribution expenses. 100%. That means when you give to the Gideons, 30% isn't going over here and 10% and maybe 15% finally gets to the purpose for which you gave the money. 100% of everything that is given to Gideons International pays for the printing of that word of God so that those people can receive the message of eternal life. 
I don't know of any other organization and we're not impugning other groups, obviously. But this is how the Holy Spirit has organized Gideons International. So you're not giving to the Gideons. You're giving as distributing Bibles all around the world to people whom we as a church will never have the opportunity of seeing or having any contact with at all. One of the other areas of distribution of opportunity to share the word of God is through the Memorial Bible Fund or the in honor cards or memorial cards. In the last year, we have experienced several folks in this church who have died. And it's appropriate to give flowers and to give to cancer organizations or to whatever other ministries that the family asks for. But also consider, and the church, we have copies of this. Call the church and say, look, I'd like one of those memorial cards. I'd like a, an honor card for honoring the graduation or a birthday or whatever it is. Because I want to purchase a certain number of Bibles to memorialize or to honor or to thank. Knowing that when you do that, you are giving a gift to that person or to that family that will continue to give. And there will be folks in eternity who have received the benefit of how God has used us in giving to Gideon's International. Come on down, brothers. So we're not shy. I am not shy about this. I don't know how much I'm not shy about whatever, but I am not shy about this. This is our once a year opportunity other than the personal giving throughout the year. To give to God's organization for the distribution of the greatest gift that we have ever received, which is what? The word of God. For faith to receive Christ comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Each one of us who were saved were saved specifically because the Holy Spirit communicated through a friend, through a song, through the written word. He has communicated to us that Jesus has borne the full price for our redemption. And our hearts said yes because he changed our hearts to say yes. And we have been born as the Holy Spirit has applied the power of the word of God to our hearts. That's why we're here today. We are in debt to God for this. So we're going to take an offering. And you may not be able to contribute today because you didn't bring a check or whatever. I understand there are all these electronic devices, how to do that. I wouldn't begin to tell you how to do it. I don't know how to do it. But ask the Holy Spirit. Father, what do you want me to give? You can't do it today? Give next week. Mail a check in. Do your electronic. But Lakeview Christian Center, in this city, at least in the last several years, has been the largest single church contributor to the Gideons in this area. You have been such a faithful, faithful church.
to thank God and to honor him and to bring glory to his name through your contributions to Gideon's International. So I'm going to pray. If you would take a moment to ask God what to give, how to give. If not today, then during the week. And call others who weren't here today. We have a lot who are absent today. Absent, that's the old school teacher. (laughs) Many are absent today. Call others because what we want to see, not only getting excited about Alpha and about Beta and about Rancho 3M, but about this extended ministry into parts of the world that we can't even pronounce their names, let alone go there. Amen. Father, Father, what grace, what mercy, what kindness you have exhibited and poured out in our hearts that today, rather than cowering before your presence as a judge who would declare us guilty, we now stand before you as our loving Heavenly Father who has received us with open arms into your house because the Lord Jesus has paid the full, the final, and the forever price for all our sin. And you have sent the Holy Spirit to touch our hearts so that we would say yes, that we would receive this grace of salvation by faith. Father, there's no amount of money, there's no nothing we can do or say that can any way repay. And we're so thankful that we are not able to repay. But we respond with great gratitude and honoring you. So Father, pray that the Holy Spirit will touch our hearts this morning. Father, that we may give for your glory, for your purpose, in such a way that many, many copies of your word, as a result of today's ministry, today's offering, will go out into the world. And Father, that on that day when we all stand before you, we may hear testimonies. I am saved because of your contribution. My mother was saved. My child was saved. My uncle, my father, my husband. So, Father, we pray that you will pour out upon us the generosity of the Holy Spirit as we give for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.